Welcome back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vi, vim, or it, it's, and you can follow me on Tumblr at The Voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he, him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter. Mm, no, don't follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at co-host <laughs> at Topple Thrones. I felt like I had like a thing I wanted to announce or like talk about, but I have no idea what it could be. So, have you caught up on your tabletop game reviews? No, I'm going to be doing that. I'm free now. I guess the thing that I have to announce is I'm free now. Grad school is done for the holidays, so I'm I'm released from my prison. We do have an ask. Was that what you wanted to reply to? Maybe. No, we do have an ask. If you want to send us asks, um, or follow us on social media, you can do that on. Uh, TikTok, Tumblr, and Twitter at Word of Godcast, and you can send a question to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Tell us that's about also, our apps. That's also where you can send the content warning thing that we're about to talk about, which, by the way, yep. today we're talking about episodes 21 and 22 of season six, the final two episodes. We did it. We finished season six. So Woo-hoo! that's Let It Bleed and The Man Who Knew Too Much. We did it. We're here. Mm-hmm. Content warnings for these episodes will include. Torture, kidnapping, children in danger, possession, identity theft, discussions of H.P. Lovecraft, and all of the stuff associated with him, implied animal death, immolation, uh, hallucinations, a character essentially experiences DID and then gets fixed. It's some stuff about dissociation. Um, I feel like I should learn about it, but the show doesn't really make it about it, so if anyone has any suggestions as to how I actually word this content warning please let me know uh, and also there's a sound warning for this episode we get loud louder than normal okay we have an ask from Time Tot who I'm pretty sure has already sent us an ask so hello hi again Time Tot uh, return, return speaker um, regarding Wyatt's insistence that Bobby should have watched Next Gen first in the original Frontierland script he does say I've only seen TNG but Jen Beaver requested it be changed to Deep Space Nine in honor of his late wife, Cicely Adams, who played Ishka Quark's mom on DS9. There is a Twitter link that I assume is the source. Also, as someone who has forced several friends to watch DS9 with little to no prior Trek experience, it does work perfectly fine as a standalone series, though it's obviously enriched by its metatextual commentary on the rest of the franchise. It suffers from some 90s-era typical normativity, but with characters like canonically queer and trans worm... <laughs> I was wondering Dax. I was wondering if you could make it through that without corpse. <laughs> I could have, but I chose not to. Uncanonically autistic Julian Bashir, it's definitely up y'all's alley. It's infinitely more thoughtful sorry, it's an infinitely more thoughtful show than Supernatural, but then again, what isn't? Good point. Thank you for the recommendation and context. I I I want to become a Star Trek head. I've talked about this before. I've watched TNG up until the point where it gets good. I would love to watch TNG and DS9. I just have not had time in my I life. I need to watch them. DS9. I need to watch Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Is Deep Space Nine any good? Oh wait. That's the one, Ash. I yes, I know, I know, I know. I knew it as soon as it came out of my mouth. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm leaving this in so our resident Vembo can feel shame. <laughs> Listen, guys, I've been off my game all day, okay? I've been calling patients the wrong name. Why it starts in upsizing. Go. All right. So, episode 21 
Uh, which tab do I have my notes in? There they are. Episode 21, Let It Bleed, written by Sarah Gamble and directed by John F. Schwalter. Um, This episode is like 95% people talking to each other, yeah. and yet simultaneously it's like one of the longest like descriptions of things that happen ever because it's just characters going around to different places talking to different people. Uh, so here we go. We open on a dark and stormy night at Providence, Rhode Island in 1937. A guy who, at the time, I was like, hmm, he looks kind of like H.P. Lovecraft, is tapping away at a typewriter and drinking. His door creaks, so he grabs a gun in his desk drawer, which he just keeps loaded, I guess, but whatever, and goes and checks it out. There's nothing, so he closes the door, but then the window explodes open. He says, please, we didn't know, and then gets killed off screen, blood splattering all over his manuscript, revealing that it was, indeed, H.P. Lovecraft writing the final story that he wrote before he died. I hate this show. Cut to Sam and Dean talking about what to do next, and then Bobby comes in and informs them that the last time, uh, oh, that, right, when Cass was here last time, he stole the journal of Moish Campbell, uh, Moisha, Moish, Moisha? I think he says Moisha. I think it's Moisha. I just... Yeah, anyway. But Bobby made a copy because he's paranoid. Uh, Lovecraft comes up in the journal and Sam gets excited. Dean has no idea who that is and calls him nerd. Cut to Lisa watching baseball with Dr. Matt, a black man who is immediately killed instantly by a big bald white dude that seems to want to kidnap her. Ben, who was reading a Lovecraft comic, haha, saw this happen, barricades himself in his room, calls Dean, and asks what to do. Dean tells him to jump out the window, and uh, he drops his phone, and we don't know what happens, but Crowley picks up the phone. Crowley tells him to back off and he won't hurt Lisa and Ben. Sam and Dean, obviously, are not going to back off. They're going to save him while Bobby checks out the Lovecraft situation. Sam and Dean summon Balthazar, who is upset they called him, and is also upset to learn that Crowley and Cass are working together. Bobby talks to a weirdo Lovecraft fan who cracks me up, we'll talk about it. Anyway, apparently Cass showed up to talk to this guy too. He says that Lovecraft had buddies in a black magic cult who were going to open a door to another dimension. This is absurd. Anyway, he has some letters from proof, but they're gone. Cass probably took them. Bobby still managed to dig deeper though and discovered that everyone at that ritual disappeared except for a nine-year-old kid who's been in a mental ward his whole life and is an old man now. Oof. Uh, meanwhile, off-screen, Dean's killed a bunch of demons and has captured one. They're torturing it for information. Uh, remember when the show said torture was like one of the worst things you could do? Anyway, Sam prays to Castiel and he hears it and goes and confronts Crowley about Ben and Lisa. Crowley is very smug about the loophole he's found about not hurting Sam and Dean, but while they're talking, Balthazar calls Cass and confronts him, so Cass tells him about the plan. Balthazar's like, hey man, cool plan, but if you absorb all those souls, you might explode. He does appear to trust him, though. Bobby, meanwhile, asked the old dude about the summoning, and it turns out Cass was here, too. Uh, anyway, the summoning spell worked, something invisible came through, and possessed this guy's mom, and killed H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, he shows Bobby a picture, and Bobby reacts with considerable surprise, as if he recognizes the person in it. Dean's still in torture mode, but then the demon breaks out and kicks his ass somehow. I don't know how he got out of the Devil's Trap. Did y'all catch that? Yeah, Dean stepped on the Devil's Trap and his mm -hmm. shoes... He oh, the Dean, paint. you idiot. That's baby mode. Come on, man. <laughs> I know your, like, like, partner got kidnapped, but, like, come on. She's not really his partner right now. Erstwhile partner, ex whatever. Yeah. She had a whole ass boyfriend for a little while there. That's true. He barely existed. It's ex true. I forgot that, the, that, listen, I don't have a lot of words right now. Anyway. Cass shows up and saves him. Oh boy, they have a chat. Cass says he thinks of him like family. He says he'll find Lisa and Ben and asks if Dean would please stand with him. Dean says that this is basically the same as what Crowley said, but nicer and tells him to fuck off. Oof. 
Bobby's investigation trail leads him to a house marked with a warded sigil, and oh hey, it's Dr. Vizyek from the Dragon episode, who was the woman in the photo. Uh, she's a friend, though, even if she was slash is a 900-year-old monster from Purgatory. Uh, Bobby warns her that Cass is hunting her because he wants Purgatory and asks her how to open the door so we can stop Cass from doing it. He also offers to take her somewhere safer, which is sweet, but she refuses. She should have accepted that offer. She yeah. Spoiler, she dies. Uh, Sam's drinking in the kitchen at night, and then Balthazar shows up and tells Sam he's on their side. He lied to Cass. They get Dean, and he says he doesn't want Angel Chernobyl from happening. So he is going to be the double agent, Balthazar. Uh, also, he found Lisa and Ben. They're in an angel-proof building. He teleports them there. It's a big warehouse. They go do Winchester stuff, which means building infiltration and murder. Uh, they don't do a very good job, though, because Sam gets knocked unconscious and locked up, like, immediately. <laughs> Uh, it's very funny. This is the thing that Hero of the Heroes are supposed to do the bad guys in situations like this. Um, Dean fares much better. He kicks some ass literally down some stairs and frees Lisa and Ben. But uh-oh, there's a demon in Lisa. He splashes holy water in her face, gets Ben free. They fight. He starts exercising her, but then she stabs herself. So if she's exercised, Lisa dies. Dean, however, does it anyway. He calls Sam, who's out and really should be calling 911. He gives Ben the shotgun and the knife and carries Lisa out. Ben shoots some demons. Uh, ben kills some people. Uh, on the way out, they free Sam. They jack a car. They drive Lisa to the hospital. At the hospital, she's still alive, but is apparently dying. Uh, ben is unhappy with this. Castile shows up, though, and heals her. Dean's still mad at him, but asks for a favor. Lisa wakes up, and apparently the favor was Castiel wiped Ben and Lisa's memories. Oof. In the car, Sam's like, hey, that's kind of jacked up what you asked Cass to do. And Dean says he'll break his nose if he brings it up. Uh, and then in the denouement, Castiel shows up for Dr. Vizyek, and they vanish. Uh, she is killed, later killed off screen. <laughs> or I guess we see her die, but the, but the blow. She is mortally her. wounded. Okay, don't synopsize my episode. Come on. <laughs> she dies, doesn't she? Yes. Yes. Yeah. She dies on screen. She is mortally wounded off screen. Right, right. That is the definition of mortally wounded, yes. Anyway. Are you so correcting me? No, no. I'm correcting myself because my okay. brain is broken because I just got off GMing a game for three hours. Okay. My brain is also broken. It's okay. Kisses of your forehead. Where's my pen? Oh, found it. Okay, are we going episode. chronologically? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Less so the Lovecraft, huh? Yeah. <sighs> So Howard Phillips Lovecraft was a racist in the 20s that wrote some stories uh, up into the 30s where he then died when he was like in his 40s. Uh, he was not killed by a purgatorial being. Did he? Did he kill himself? Hold on. Or did he? Have a did I know. I know. Lovecraft? I know Robert E. Howard killed himself. Small intestine cancer. Ouch. Ooh. Well, he died. Um, uh, he apparently kept meticulous notes of the various unpleasant ways his malady manifested itself. That is the most H.P. Lovecraft thing in the world. It's true. So H.P. Lovecraft was a horrible little nerd that was scared of everything. We all know Sismonian, who he is. SmithsonianMag.com. Today we celebrate the short, unhappy life of H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> we do not have to do that! We do not uh, have to do that! Under no circumstances do you have to hand it to him! Lovecraft is weird because, like, he is such a bad, like, th the stories are not good. Like, he's not a good writer. There's a funny bit later. The show knows he's not a good writer. Like, it's weird that they included him, but, like, I don't know. I don't know why Lovecraft is here. Sarah Gamble, this is what I'm asking you. This is my one Gamble question. Why did you write Lovecraft into Supernatural? Um, there's a guy later who's a big Lovecraft fan. And he's like, he's a genius. 
uh, and compares him to Dean Koontz, which is very funny. Uh, Would but you yeah. like to, uh, to explain that to the idiots in the audience? Okay. Dean Koontz also sucks. Dean Koontz is also a bad writer. Would I know anything that he's written? Um. Oh, boy. His Wikipedia page has a subsection for pet dogs specifically. Yeah, he loves dogs. Uh, He's published over 105 novels. Yeah. So, like. Oh, you can't. Okay. I shouldn't say that because Brandon Sanderson exists, but for the most part, you can't write that many novels and be good. Um, It's hard to put out that much effort and that much material. He's an airplane read man. He's the kind of like paperback, like mass market, like paperback guy that you like buy at the at the uh, um, what what's that store called? Not International Express, the one that's only at airports and just sells random stuff. No idea. Okay, that one. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Suspense um, thrillers. Yeah. Okay, so like the the type of stuff you find in the fiction section at Value Village, and there's like eight yeah. billion. Yeah. Yes. Of them. Exactly. Yes, that is him. Okay. Um, I get you. Yeah, Lovecraft is weird because, like, he sucks and is bad, and his, like, fiction originates from a place of, like, horrible, like, hatred of, like, and fear of humanity and everyone around him. But, like, simultaneously, so many, like, better, more, like, thoughtful people have been inspired by his work. It's, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, cosmic horror as a genre is super cool. I loathe to call it Lovecraftian. Yeah. Because I, like... Well, and also, he didn't invent it. Um, yeah. If you want to say someone invented it, it was the dude who wrote The King in Yellow. Yeah. And, and it's like, sure, he popularized Robert W. It. Chambers. He yeah, didn't, though. This is actually the other thing. No one knew about Lovecraft for ages. Lovecraft That's only true. got famous decades and decades and decades after his death. He That's had a true. particular following of people who, like... He wrote, like, who, like, traded stories back and forth, and, like, some people mm-hmm. kept the Lovecraft mythos alive after he died. Uh, there's actually a kind of funny bit um, that, like, okay, Lovecraft sucks, but this is funny. Um, there's the protagonist of, um, what's the story mentioned in this one? The Haunter um, of Yes, something. thank you, the Haunter, that'll pull it out. Haunter of the Dark. Um, the protagonist of the story, uh, is named, uh, Robert Blake. Um, there was, there's a writer named Robert Block who wrote a story called The Shambler from the Stars that has a character in it, um, named, um, where is it? It's like, is it just Howard Phillip? I'm having a hard time finding it here. Anyway, the character in it is H.P. Lovecraft, and he dies at the end. And so Lovecraft wrote this as a like response of creating Robert Blake and putting him in a story that, in which he dies at the end. What the fuck? Authors Intricate do this all the time with their I friends. Oh, okay, so Sanderson it was in a friendly way. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Okay, they were It was bugs. like a little like joke nod to each other. Okay, it's less weird if you do it as buds. I would also write a story yeah. about Emma dying. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, this is this is the one like this is a thing about fiction writers like uh, authors of stories and like weird tales and stuff in this time period that I've always found really fun is they would constantly like reference each other's works because like everyone basically knew everybody. Uh, it's like yeah, you all published under the same newspaper yeah, column. Yeah, 
like Robert E. Howard stuff shows up or like Lovecraft stuff shows up in Conan stories and stuff like that. All these people were like racist, but like, I don't know, I, I still think it's fun as just like a thing about humanity. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I, I shouldn't uh, uh, badmouth uh, Robert Blake. I don't know anything about him. Fritz Lieber was one of the people who like wrote along with people and he was like a cool, like left-leaning Jewish dude. So like it was a complicated oh, yeah. scene. But yeah, that's H.P. Lovecraft. Um, rip, <laughs> rip, he dies. I love how he's type, type, typing away. I'm like, damn, I wish I could write like that. Uh-huh. He shot out a whole fucking, a whole manuscript in like six hours. I mean, it probably wasn't good, but yeah. you know, still, <laughs> I wish I could draft like that. He's also just constantly drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, when we realized that he's H.P. Lovecraft and after he dies, I went, no small loss there. <laughs> no. I did an extremely large scribble in my notes because even though I've seen this episode, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Same. I was like, what a weird looking dude. Y'all made fun of me for being like, is that H.P. Lovecraft? But like, to be fair, H.P. Lovecraft has an extremely recognizable face if you look him up. He if does. you know what he looks like, which I didn't. All right. Fair. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Weird flex. Okay. No, it's fine to not know. I'm just being no, like, this is I, why it's the lots flex. Of, lots of, no, I'm not flexing. I'm just like, I've, <laughs> I saw his face once when I saw his like Wikipedia profile and it's been burned into my brain ever because it's the most terrifying author ever. photo I've ever seen. <laughs> Man looks like he's never smiled in his life. It's true. Yeah. It's like, you know, when, you know, when your mom's like, don't make that face, it'll stick like that. His face stuck like that. His face stuck like that. He looks like the, the Diary of a Wimpy voice. Kid. No, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid joke about Shel Silverstein. Yes, yes, except Shel Silverstein was all right, I assume. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about him. Did he write Where the Sidewalk Ends? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He also wrote The Giving Tree, right? I think so, yeah. He also wrote, like, explicit pornography. <laughs> That's the other thing Good I know about Shel Silverstein. He's just like me. <laughs> yeah, he just like me for real. <laughs> um, Good for him. I don't know shit or fuck Okay, around. okay, supernatural, guys. Supernatural. Yep. yep. Yeah. My next note is Judaism. Oh, because of the the, <laughs> the New York Campbells. Yes. Yeah, for real. Um, he goes Moshe Campbell, and Sam goes Moshe, which is I think a microaggression, and I'm going to kill uh-huh. him. Um, and Bobby goes of the New York Campbells with like a little like. You know what that means, face, which is also a microaggression, and I'm also going to kill him. Uh-huh. <laughs> However, yeah, and Dean, Jewish hunters exist, so an overall win. Dean thinks about it for a second, and then he makes a, oh, okay, noise. Yeah, he's like, oh, I get Our what face. that means. Yeah. Sarah, you didn't have to do it like that. You know you can establish people being Jewish in normal ways, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean, Dean doesn't know who Lovecraft is. Um, and Sam and Bobby are both surprised by this, and Dean's like, oh, I was too busy having sex with women. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Says the Vonnegut it's... fan. It's... <laughs> okay, here, here's the thing. Wasn't Dean, like, regularly referencing, like, really high literature in the earlier seasons? What the fuck do you mean you don't know about Lovecraft? Was he? Yes. High literature? No. Maybe he, that references pop, he references pop culture all the time. He's He likes Vonnegut. That's not exactly high literature. Oh. I mean, I love Vonnegut, but... Okay, Vonnegut's not high literature? Okay. No. 
<laughs> okay, then even, like, even more so. Pop culture literature. Yeah, but, like, again, no one knew about H.P. Lovecraft at the time. Like, what? I think, I, I guess, I guess right now time, people... I mean, you were on the internet. What? People know about Lovecraft now. For a long time, no one did. Yeah, but not just because of the internet. Uh, I, I think a big part of his popularity came from, like, people discovering, like, Elder Torrid and posting about Cthulhu on the internet. That's how I learned about him. Probably. Well, they have the internet. They're constantly doing research about monsters. Right, but Dean's not on, like, Funny Junk or, like, Rafflecopter.com <laughs> or Lolcats or whatever. He's not looking what at memes. <laughs> what kind of ancient fucking It's 2010! Are you encanting? <laughs> It's like you're speaking a different language. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's ikenhatscheeseburger.com. That's the website. Oh, 2010 internet, I miss you. Yep, yep. I spent most of my early internet days just Googling blank meme on Google Images. <laughs> um, So I'd be like, Harry Potter meme. It's very funny. I don't know what else I, I did, but it, it was a lot of just blank meme. Anyway, Sam continues to uh, be an enormous dork in the way he, like, sits up straight when H.P. Lovecraft's name is spoken. Yeah. Sam, you have bad taste. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Sarah Gamble also has bad taste. Um, I don't know, because she of... dunks on him in this episode. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he's here. Oh, no, I was making a segue about racism because we oh, finally yes. meet Matt, right? Lisa yes. has gone on two dates with him, at least. Um, he's now hanging out in her house. And we see him for about five seconds, and then yeah. immediately demons come in and just snap his neck. When I saw him, I was like, this man is about to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are... Okay. Did Cass... How, how are they going to reconcile this happening with the car crash memory edit? I guess he died The home invasion... Yeah, the whole... But what about the home invasion? What about the door smashed open? Did Cass go fix that? Like, how yeah. much got memory hold? Did he go pull Matt's soul from the pit? Or I guess he wouldn't have gone to the pit, but wherever he ended up, you know. Yeah, we don't know. He probably wasn't thinking about it. No, that's Steve what I'm wondering. That's what I'm wondering. Did Lisa and Ben get home to the cops inside their house, a dead body, and their, like, wall smashed open? And they're like, I don't fucking know what happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could just, like, they were like, I was in a car crash. I guess you could oh. just chalk it up to like it being a home invasion gone wrong, a burglary. I was listening to Just King Things the other day, and they were talking about uh, the Langoliers, and Cameron on the pod was like, what happened to like this person's body? I need to know, this is me, this is who I am as a person, I need to know where all dead bodies end up in media. <laughs> I'm gonna make a does the dog die, but for dead bodies. And I felt that so hard. <laughs> I want to know what happened to Dr. Matt's corpse. You can't just keep calling him Dr. Matt. That That's feels his more name. That's his that, name. If, you, if a person has a doctorate, you call them Dr. Last Name. Yeah, but we don't know his last name. So you should just call him Matt. I'm being respectful. He's a doctor. He earned that doctorate. Yeah. But I feel like Dr. Matt feels like even more disrespectful. Dr. Matt does kind of sound like a like daytime TV, like, like Dr. Phil. <laughs> Dr. Oh, Sexy God, type. yeah, you're so right. Dr. Sexy. Maybe that's the kind of doctor he is. Anyway, beyond that happening, this scene is, like, good and fraught, and I like Dean having to, like, direct Ben with the phone call and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Making the tough choice. Uh-huh. 
I like like all this Ben and Lisa stuff ex- except for up until the end because the show continuously has like no characters like emotional um interiority matters except for the boys and they just mm-hmm. deleted all of the like stuff that Ben went through because it doesn't matter about for Ben what Ben went through it just matters to Dean about what he made Ben go through and that See, bothers me. I I I wasn't sure if Dean had Cass erase Ben's memory too, or just Lisa's. Yeah, he did or because ben... ben doesn't Ben doesn't recognize him when he walks in at the I end. I thought he was lying. No, like pretending. No, I don't think Ben would let him get away with that. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, Ben, you know you deserve ben, better. And yeah, I'm so there's proud of like your son. there's no in filmic language there would be like a knowing look or like he would make a face or like something, but he looks at Dean as if he's a stranger. Like there's nothing. There's no recognition or anything there. Like, when Dean's like, you take care of your mom, he just does, like, a little nod if, like, a random person just told him to do this. Fair. God, it would have been fucked up if they had not yeah. liked Ben's memory. I think it would have been good. I think it would have been good, too, but, the, but... But, yeah, no. And it also doesn't really make any sense of Cass being like, I, I'll do it, but I can only wipe one of them for no reason. <laughs> just like Well, I, I would think that... I would think that it was Dean's choice of, like, he should remember this. But he doesn't so want. He doesn't to. want kids to remember their trauma. Yeah, I know. That's why it doesn't make any up. sense from any like character perspective. Is is all the thing? It would be good narratively, but I don't know how they would get there. That's fair. All the Ben stuff. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so messed up. What if it was more um, messed up? Yep. So, <laughs> speaking of being messed up, so Ben, I guess, gets grabbed before he gets to the window because Crowley's here. Uh huh. I do like the way Crowley talks. Uh huh. I know. Hello, Dean. Let's see a chat. It's me, Crowley. <laughs> All right, I went a little too, a little too much in there. Is there another time? He says, "Fancy a fag in a chat" in season five when he's introduced, right? Uh huh. This time he just says, "Fancy a chat." We joke. Yeah. We joked about this because he's the because the joke is that he's the fag. Yeah. <laughs> he should have said, "Fancy a fag in a chat." I'm just saying. Um, yeah, but can't get away with that over the phone. He says he says you'll rip me a cornucopia of orifices. He refers it's to Sam so... as Jolly Green. It feels like feels like Sarah Gamble's taking some like Eric Kripke like writing advice here. It's yeah, she is Kripkeifying slash neg. Not that she couldn't have come up with this on her own. I don't want to imply that at all. I'm just saying it also feels Erasing like something Kripke would write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Listen, Cornucopia of Orifices is great, and I'm sure she came up with that on her own. I'm just saying, this would fit right in in a Kripke script. Uh-huh. A, so a Kripke, if you would. If a you Kripke. Would. <laughs> Um, Crowley nice. calls what? Dean adorable, and then they, um, go off looking for whatever plot. Mm-hmm. Then, um, Balthazar shows up, well, they summon Balthazar, and the no. lights go out, and then he shows up, which is nice. I was like, when yeah. the lights get affected oh. by weird angel yes. shit. He was drinking a they 75 out. Dom out of a Soprano's navel when they called. Yes. Yes, the lights, bl- yeah, sorry, Ash. The lights blew out, I like it when the lights blow out. Yeah. And, the, the, like, it's a long time, and they're looking around, like... What's going on? And then he's just there, standing on the hood of a car. Yeah. I love you, Balthazar. He's always standing on a higher, like, place than the people who summoned him, and it's, like, a character detail. I like that they continue to do that. Mm-hmm. He likes to feel tall. Yep. 
<laughs> well, he's he's very grandiose. It fits his grandiose nature. Uh-huh. His grandiosity, if you will. Yeah. If you will. Um. Then, uh, this is... This is... Hmm, I can't even say it. This is where Dean says, Did Cass tell you that he is Crowley's butt buddy, you smug little dick? You literally could have said that any other way, but you didn't. Any other way. Okay. There were so many ways to say that. I said this in the chat. They made Cass... They made Nisha Collins no-sell every single one of these homophobic microaggressions mm -hmm. in this episode and throughout the show, and then thought we were the crazy ones when we went, hey, maybe this angel is gay. <laughs> Hello? You can't make fun of somebody for being gay for 10 years and also write plot lines that involve him being doing things that are gay and then be like what why are you this why, why would you no that's not that's what you wrote yep my brother in rassilon you made the gay jokes you made him fruity <laughs> you can't keep calling people gay because you think it's a joke and then forget that people can actually be gay yeah gay people watch your show only gay people watch your show <laughs> The soldiers stopped stopped watching ages ago. Because you introduced the gay angel. Anyway, yeah. The uh, Drowly moments in this episode. Mwah. They're insane. I love, I love, I'm going to hunt her for sport for this episode. Yeah. I love to hate them. Anyway, so that was the first top hit. Stay tuned. <laughs> My next note is racism, sir. Or racism sin. Past every time I sit down to watch an episode of Supernatural, I'm like, okay, this time yep. I'm going to include uh -huh. context, and then I don't. <laughs> Are you talking yeah. about the the dude that calls uh, lowbrow horror in the ghetto? No. Okay. Although that was also bad. Yeah, that's what everyone was saying that in 2010 and it's, 11. Yeah, no, it's absolutely of the times. Um, that doesn't excuse it, but also it's also just like that is how people talked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea what the subtext or what the context was was it just about him calling lovecraft a great writer probably um uh, i do want to point out um i i like this but i like balthazar he's good even though he is just like a uh a stand-in for our old friend um but like dean being like maybe there's a shred of decency underneath this snarky crap there are innocent people, and I'm asking for your help. And he's like, I see, fair enough. And then he disappears. But, like, he did actually go do it. He just, like, doesn't want yeah. people to know that he's, like, decent. I like it's that. Uh -huh. Yeah. Nice little character note. Also, he's, he's very like, bad okay, at bye. lying. He's so like, bad at lying. When Sam's like, did, did Cass tell you about the purgatory thing? He's like, well, yes, yeah, of course he did, yeah. And then when he lies to Cass's face, I'm like, Balthazar, buddy. Yeah, it's really good that they establish here that he's a terrible liar, because um, otherwise it would seem really sloppy to just, like, suddenly he can't lie to save his life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then Cass, and then he calls Cass a bad liar! Uh-huh. Like, well, he's doing that coming, to be homophobic. From inside the house. So it's different. So true. <laughs> so true. You say that, like, Balthazar is not also gay. He's gay and homophobic. He has the range. He has the range, darling. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show in a nutshell. Um, okay, anyway. So Bobby talks to the Lovecraft fan. His um, name is hears... Judah, apparently. I don't think that's ever yeah, spoken aloud. Yeah, I don't that would have been established. Um, he says, he reveals that Cass has already spoken to him. He says, looks like Columbo talks like Rain Man. Uh-huh. That's Cass. Looks like Columbo's on purpose. The Rain Man thing is because he is autistic. 
Uh huh. <laughs> That's textual now. I'm claiming him. <laughs> this guy's room is great. They really went all out decorating it. There's like a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Also, Bobby's all fancy. He's got like his his like hair back. Yeah, he's in his interviewer look. Yeah, he took his hat off. He's pretending to be working for a magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then um, the letters are missing. And Bobby's like, well, it's not like an invisible guy could just pop in and steal them, right? He's so mad. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Literally. It's like, fuck that invisible guy. Also, I just want to point out, this guy's living the three-monitor life in 2011. Shoutouts. So true. Good for him. I don't even know how well that was supported by, like, Windows XP. Or did Vista happen? Was Vista 2012? I have no clue, bro. We're asking completely the wrong person. Oh, man, my had... concept of time. My concept of time. Vista was 2007. Okay, so on Windows Vista. <sighs> that feels right to me. Damn, Windows? Wait. Oh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, also, we got some... I don't know. This guy's... This is stereotypical TV making fun of nerd writing, which, like, this guy's a big Lovecraft fan, so whatever. He is a, he is a little nerd loser. You can dunk on him. It's okay. But, uh... Mm -hmm. There... <laughs> Bobby does say, you must be catnip to the ladies. He's like, I'm in a long-term online relationship, so... Mm -hmm. Damn. He's gay, Bobby. Don't microaggress him. Firing into the crowd. <laughs> um. So yeah, apparently Lovecraft in Supernatural was in a black magic cult. To that, and they did a ritual to summon something. This is the most... Lovecraft was terrified of, like, literally everything. This is the th opposite of what he would do. If someone was like, yeah. hey, Lovecraft, do you want to do a ritual? He would, like, scream and run away. <laughs> like, this is the guy famous. Like, I don't know much about his personal life, but I do know that he's he's famous for writing, like, bad things happen if you open doors yeah. that aren't supposed to be open. They say that in the episode. Exactly. So why would you decide that he did that? It really does not make sense. I guess. Like, literally yeah. every single one of his stories is about people doing no, this and uh, bad yeah. things happening to them. I was going to say maybe, like, he wrote all those after doing it and regretting it, but, like, he died he within dies a year. six days dies. later. Not that he published them in between. Yeah. Maybe he had The Shining. <laughs> maybe he had The Shining. Um, oh, God. It's bad writing, yeah. God, sentences to make me scream. Yeah, maybe now I'm like, Lovecraft please no one write anything where Lovecraft had The Shining. <laughs> anyway. I'm still thinking about that weird cartoon about baby Lovecraft. Oh my god, yeah. Oh man. I think about that sometimes and wake up in a cold sweat. Anyway, <laughs> um, cast all the letters. I uh, love when he does crimes. I'm so proud of him. Yep. So true. He deserves to do some crimes. He's allowed the, to. He literally boys... has to hang out with the Winchesters all the time. I would also commit crimes. No. Mm -hmm. This okay, next so scene is literally... Fun and sexy. This next scene is Sorry, literally just them talking about the plot. So, moving on. Torture. I, I know, like, not the torturing and drinking. I know, I keep being like, "Hey, guys, remember that there's humans in there." Literally. Like, I know, I keep saying that, but like, it keeps being true. Literally, Lisa, it happens to her in this episode, and the dramatic stakes are entirely about like her having a demon in her and trying to rescue her. Remember My we guy, had a plot you about, like, literally regretting harming the vessel yeah. because the vessel can feel what you're doing. You literally just killed, like, ten demons right before this. Ten people who had demons in them. 
I just, like, part of me just wants the show to be like, oh, yeah, demons leveled up. They can just manifest bodies now. Like. Right. Just like allow me to not care. Exactly. Either that <laughs> or I'm tired of died and they could have been like, oh, damn. Remember what, how vessels. And then, like, they would have massive guilt about killing vessels and they wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't even seem that hard that. to exercise demons. No, you just memorize the exorcism. It takes like thirty seconds. You can even he literally does it while getting the shit beat out of him. Exactly. Yeah, you don't even have to get. You, you can't even get interrupted. It's not even like a wizard channeling a spell or anything. Like you can, like the words you float can around. Say, say English like, words in middle. Yeah. Apparently, you can take like a thirty-second break. You can like rehydrate. You can take a piss break if you need. Um. So yeah, we get torture. Uh, I do like the reveal of the torture, though. I don't agree with yeah. the torture ideologically, yeah. but we're making some inquiries screaming from behind them. It's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. Also, Dean uh, is doing the exact same thing he did in On the Head of a Pin. Yep. Uh, yep. He drinks the same way. <laughs> yep. That picture of the angel or whatever. Um. Yeah, like, he's not doing well. I do think there's a suggestion in the text that like Dean torturing is a sign that he is under stress because of what's happening to Lisa and Ben. Like he's not doing this because he wants to be doing this. He's not enjoying it, but he's still doing it. Yeah. And not caring about the, the lives of the people that, that the demons are stealing the bodies of. Nope. Speaking about not caring about lives, um, Cass Castiel, Sam was like, Hey Cass, please. Help us. And we get this, like, horrible, sad shot of, like, Cass was there listening and did not respond. Yeah, Sam thought he was ignoring him. He was right there. He was right there. Well, he is still he's ignoring him. It's just, it's just, he's... He's not ignoring him. Well, he's, he's listening. Yeah, right, 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 sure. Anyway, he's not being he like, hey, Sam, Crowley I am here, it. just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, Carly calls him sweetie. Again. Uh-huh. They are the, like, worst sweetie, you look enemies... Tense. You yeah. look tense. They, like, this is exactly how Crowley would act if they were, like, working together for evil plots and also fucking on the side. Like, uh -huh. what else am I supposed to think? And Cass is just, like, absolutely blank Taking face. Taking in his stride. He's used to this treatment yeah. from, from Crowley. Yeah. I just, I just want to point out, so the, the, the pacing of the show has gone, Bobby goes and does investigations. Bobby calls Sam and Dean. Sam goes out to try to call Castiel. Castiel shows up to talk to Crowley and is then called by Balthazar. People just go places and say things. Yep. He can't get a damn break. <clears throat> These bitches keep blowing up his phone. Yep. <laughs> this is so fucking busy all the time. I know. God, Can I you please take a nap? That busy, right? Let him take a nap. Let him Literally, take this a entire season could have been avoided if they let Castiel take a goddamn nap. Literally, so true. Oh, one final thing, by the way. I've been just like in the background scrolling through because there's so much to look at in Judas' house. And in the background, uh, Super Mario Brothers for the SNES is just like being played. I don't know if yeah, it's on Super like. Mario Brothers? I, I knew thought you were going to identify the game. That's so funny. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, hold on. No, it's not. It might be Pokemon. You're right. It yeah, is I a top down. Pokemon. I thought it was Mario holding, like, one of those little blue shell guys, but 
No, it's not Pokemon either. It's like some kind of JRPG though, because it's like two characters walking. Yeah, I don't know. There's like just like an Maybe RPG it's being Final played. Fantasy? Was Final Fantasy ever? Characters don't tend to follow you around in Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't the know what... maybe the wiki, the trivia has it. Someone who has a keyboard available do that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I just thought that was fun. Oh, okay. As Bobby leaves Judah, as you can see the video game Cthulhu Saves the World being played. In oh, the it's Cthulhu oh. Saves the World. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. All right. Anyway, um, Crowley and Cass are like, aha, loopholes. You should have talked to me first. Or rather, ask forgiveness and permission, of course, Crowley, because you're a bastard. <laughs> uh, he goes rage mode again. We get the like, uh, go Little find a purgatory. And it's so funny that they still don't like Crowley safe off, so he has to be like, go find friggin' Purgatory. It, it, it okay. is so funny. Uh, and then he gets a call from Balthazar. Balthazar's like, are you in flagrante with the King of Hades? I love him. Literally. What the fuck? <laughs> and Cass, of course, says, of course not. And Balthazar goes, you always were a terrible liar. Okay. Okay. So, so they're canonically fucking, is what I'm hearing? Sure. Yeah. Like, Cass doesn't even be like, I don't know what you mean. Like, he knows what flagrante means. He knows what Balthazar like, okay, means by saying Are you, like, even if they said it in English, right? If they were like, if, are you in bed with Crowley? Like, it's a metaphor, but you could have chosen a different one. Uh-huh. I see your choices, and I resent Ms. them. Miss Gamble, you are weird about gay people. But also, I'm sorry, but the... The, the gay people the are reclaiming... The is, is real in this. The gay people have reclaimed your weirdness. Now they're gay. Uh-huh. Diversity win. Anyway, um, also, Cass and Balthazar spend, like, half of this conversation standing, like, six feet apart. They are fully social distanced. My notes have just two yeah. you're standing extremely far apart. <laughs> I mean, it's there to make the, the it seem more tense because they're standing at, like, a distance, which mean, which implies the distance between them. Yeah, and but Cass is on, like, a little city. rock or a ledge or something, and then eventually he steps down to be on the same plane as Balthazar. And, like, it's fine. It just it does look silly. Um, then Bobby goes to talk about the plot. Do we have any notes on this scene? Oh, on, like, the institutionalization. Um, well, we've, we've talked I like a little this. bit about, like, belief in the supernatural mm -hmm. being disbelieved. I was expecting this to be worse. Um, Bobby is extremely nice to this guy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're the first yeah. person who ever, I, you know, believed me or whatever, which is very sad. He says, I'm sorry about your mom. And he says, you're the first oh, that's person what it was. to ever tell me. Yeah. That. Well, and when yeah. Bobby's like, I believe in monsters, he leans in and is like, be careful. They'll lock you up if you say that. And I'm like, oh, this poor guy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. It's, it's a good little mm -hmm. scene. Like, I was fine with it. The show doesn't, like, exoticize this guy. He's just, like, a sad old man. Yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. He just wants to talk about his mom. He loves his mom. And he lets Bobby have the picture of her. Yeah. Which I was kind of surprised by. Like, that's probably his only picture. Bobby, did you steal that? Honestly, they might have just forgotten that he had given it to him, and Bobby forgot to give it back, and the guy forgot to ask for it back. I don't it know. It happens. Anyway, I don't know. Um, my next note is when Dean accidentally lets out the demon and it starts trying to attack him, and then Cass shows up and smites the demon for him. Uh -huh. Hi. So true. Hi. 
twirls hair. Hi, Castiel. Yeah, my next note is, um, I always come when you call. Which is absolutely uh, not true. He's so funny. He's like, he, he's trying so hard to pull like it back, right? He's like, you don't believe me. I thought you said that we were like family. You shouldn't yeah. trust from both ways. He says, I do everything that you ask. I always come when you call and I am your friend. Yeah, <laughs> you so have not been boss. coming. You have not been coming when they called. You literally specifically ignored Sam when he called you. We spent to be fair, all season a lot of this, calls. Well, but also a lot of the season was building up. He keeps coming and being like, hey, guys, I'm really busy right now, actually. Yeah. But he exactly. does it anyway. So it's like, it He's right. For me. He's just also an extremely funny little guy. Yeah. He feels like he always comes when they call. He always wants to come, at the very least. Yeah. He has the devotion. Yeah. And that's what matters to him. And he's his friend. He's confident enough to, like, or he was confident enough to, like, self-apply friends. You know, when you're, like, at that weird stage with people and you're like, I don't mm -hmm. know if they think of me as an acquaintance. He's like, I'm your friend. It's the autism. His puppy dog eyes. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. He's he knows working, they he's work on working D. that pleading face. Yeah, I, I, it started to work. Like I can, I can see Dean's resolve, <laughs> but wasn't enough this time. But bud. no, he says I've. He's asking for trust. I've earned that, Dean. And Dean's like, mm, no, yep. no. Which, to be fair, Cass, <laughs> he did spend a lot of the season lying and spying. Mm -hmm. Trust is a big word, especially if you were a Winchester. Yep. So true. I understand his frustration, though. Like, like I think this is, like, really in character for Cass, where he's, like, just... It, it goes back to um, the man who would be king, where it's like, just let me do the thing. Just, just, just let me do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> why don't you let me do it? And not even that, just, like, why do I even need your permission? Like, why are you supposed yeah. to be in charge of me? Literally, I am an angel, and you are just some fucking guy. Can you let me yeah. do this the one time? He says, stand behind me the one time I ask. Like, for real. Literally, one time I'm asking you to do one thing for me. Can you please reciprocate this relationship at all? And Dean's like, no, I To be fair, charge. it is a big thing he is asking of Dean. But he doesn't see it that way. Exactly. Because he's fully, Let's... like, means and ends at this point. Let's put a pin in this conversation for the end of next episode. <laughs> yes. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh. Doctor, meanwhile, Dr. Vizic. Yeah, if yeah. you watched the recap, you knew this was happening. Or at least yeah. you knew she was showing up. I skipped it, and I'm glad I did, because I was like, Dr. Vizic from that bad episode? Yeah. <laughs> the hot <laughs> MILF? <laughs> she was the, the best part. This is the uh -huh. most like, uh, we need a person. Um, what NPC did we introduce like a few sessions ago? Oh yeah, off. this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, this lady that Bobby used to know. That's fun. And the, you're right, it is fun. It's a hell of a coincidence, though. Yeah, but that's this show. It's true. You know how supernatural it is about revealing, uh, that romantic relationships, or whatever that past relationships secretly had something else about them mm -hmm. i don't know if they love changing the dynamics mid midway mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i really like him being like you aren't exactly from milwaukee are you it's so true he's like and not that i would have minded but you kind of lied about your age too he's like yeah by he's like I don't, I don't mind if you lied about your age but you are way 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 older than you said it was very funny 
good line. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Later, Bobby's like, so you killed H.P. Lovecraft? He's like, please, that guy couldn't even write hello. Owned! Absolutely destroyed. Literally get his ass. She did. <laughs> she literally did. She literally did, clean. Destroyed him both physically and verbally. <laughs> so true. Absolutely um, demolished him in the, um, oh god, what is it th that thing that people online say? The marketplace of ideas. Yeah! <laughs> oh, that is the ugliest waveform I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know what kind of monster Vizyak was. Yeah, Yeah, same. it's completely not explained at no. all. Which is fine, I think the, the idea- I just want a little nod, I just want a little hint. Just a little hint. Just a little one. One that she's clearly a monster that can keep it hidden long enough to have a long term relationship with someone. I think she's a, a fae. But the fae don't go the fae don't live in purgatory. They have their own separate dimension. If they die, do they not go to purgatory? They have their own separate dimension, so they okay. probably go to their own separate dimension. Yeah, you know sure, fine. Stomp on Wyatt's dreams, will you? I'm sorry, Wyatt. I do, know how much you I, love Here's a question. Arcs. Here's a question. Where do gods go when they die? Smiley um, face. If they count as monsters, they might go. Do to they? Yeah. Purgatory. Do they count as monsters? And if they don't, <clears> then <throat> there might be another dimension or something. Okay. Who knows? All right. Hmm. A secret third thing. Time for it. Yeah. A secret more. <laughs> Not heaven or hell or purgatory, but a secret fourth thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's literally what happens. Comic, comic shout out. I've been reading Jason Aaron's uh, Thor run. Uh, I'm in the gore, the the gods, God Butcher, Gore the God Butcher, and All Black the oh. Necro Sword arc right now. Uh, and it owns. So I've been thinking about gods dying. All Black the Necro Sword is the greatest name for anything ever. I love comics so much. Uh huh. Well, and Jason Aaron knows what he's doing. Like, it is the most sword and sorcery, like, high fantasy bullshit in the world, and it's just, like, in it, and it loves it, and, like, Asad Ribic is doing his best Frank Frazetta. It owns. It's so good. Read the God Butcher Thor arc. It rocks. Uh, anyway. We got an ask asking Wyatt for recommendations for media. <laughs> This is Listen, what I can read things now. I haven't read anything since, like, October because of how rough school's been. I'm thriving. Thor is good. Yay. Anyway, um, so anything else with Dr. Vizyak? Nope. All right, yeah, she, she should have gone with Bobby. I said this already. Um, this is the Sam's drinking. Um, Balthazar's, Balthazar's like, I'm says, on your team, you bastards. Drinking your feelings more your brother's bag? Yeah. No, it's just a family trait. Yeah. It is usually Mordine's thing, of course. Um, this is also where Balthazar says that Cass and Crowley, um here he says Crowley's angel proofed the building. I guess he doesn't trust Cass. That marriage is going swimmingly. Again, you didn't have to say that. summer of love and divorce arc. All in one episode. It's beautiful. <laughs> that marriage is going swimmingly. They're married. Try a little shalom bias over there, huh? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I also like the Balthazar's like, I asked Cass some questions and I just liked his answers. He seems awfully no. sure of himself for a man who wants to swallow a million nuclear reactors. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. Also, shout out to Cass being called a man by another angel. Transgender win. So real. 
Also, Balthazar is so funny. He's not very good at being an angel. He's like, God be with you and what have you. Literally. Uh-huh. No, he's tough. He's tough. He knows what you're supposed to say, and he willingly does not do it. Mm -hmm. So then we finally get an action scene to break up the monotony, and it's a pretty good one. Like I said in my synopsis, Dean absolutely kicks some demons down some stairs. It's great. The scene is like Lisa and Ben inside, and they just hear the sound of ass kicking just slowly approaching them. <laughs> like, by God, that's Dean Winchester's music. <laughs> yeah, um, demons continue to be misogynistic for no reason. Um, yeah. Whoever is possessing Lisa uh, refers to Lisa as a hot little piece of ass, and then... Um, pretend like does this little fake out of like yeah ben is really dean's kid just kidding who knows who your real dad is kid your mom's a slut what okay and like in in the demon's defense this demon is also dunking on dean immediately calling him a c-minus lay um tiny tim etc so like the sexual shaming is gender inclusive diversity win yeah demons are just vulgar yeah, but there was no need to call her a slut. You didn't need to do that. Or a hot little piece of Sarah, ass. You, you didn't need to, to do, do that. that. You also did not need to possess her and stab her in the stomach. I mean, that's a demon thing. The misogyny is uncalled for. I'm just saying the misogyny <laughs> is also a demon thing. But it doesn't need to be... Possessing someone and stabbing evil them is, is, is a one demon thing. thing. But like, why you need to be misogynistic about it? There's no reason for that to be part of your world building. Yeah, it's just code for evil in, like, this era of TV is the point that I'm making. I guess. It's very irritating. Sometimes. Other times it's a sign of a cool person. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Anyway, this is the first time we get an exorcism attempt in a long time, I think. It truly has been so long. Yeah. Literally, maybe also, since before they got the knife. This is also the no, funniest- No, they have the knife in Juice and Bellow. They also have some drama around characters being possessed who they do want to save. Um, this Dean and Sam just split up here, and it's solely they're like, "Oh, what do we do with Sam? We don't want him to be in the scene." And so, like, "Oh, let's just get, have him get owned immediately." He does get owned immediately. <laughs> and then they just save him. Like, there's no drama around saving him as they're going out. Dean's like, "Oh, I guess I gotta get Sam," and just like frees him from his prison. And then they keep moving. It's so funny. Yeah, Sarah Gamble was like, "I don't care about him though." I don't care about him. Stick I don't him care about giving our other protagonist a B-plot scene to have to do, so I'm just going to knock him unconscious and put him in a room and pick him up when he's ready to come back into the plot. When the plot microwave goes ding. Mm -hmm. So true. Also, Dean, don't hit your fucking son. Yeah. He does like a little, for, for the Yeah, he does like a snap audience. out of it slap. He does like a little, yeah. Yeah. Ben is in shock, but he Not totally ideal. could have jostled him. You could have clapped. Yeah, snapped your fingers in front of his head. Like, come on. I do like that this like, does seem to be, like, a deliberate John impression that Dean is doing. He's yes. doing, he's being the tough dad. Um, yeah, And, like, obviously being... I hate the choices that that means he's making, but I do think it's good writing to make Dean do this. He is becoming what he was afraid he would become to, to Ben. Exactly. And Ben has a gun now, which is part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which Dean said you will never shoot one of these. Yep. <sighs> yeah, the emotional stakes here work. Like, they're good. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you can't really blame him because, like, yeah, someone's got to hold the body. Ben can't do it. 
someone's got to hold the shotgun, there are demons out to kill them. But it's like, yeah. so much of this show is about, like, the world will destroy you. Like, you can have ideals, you can have things you don't want to have happen, but, like, you will end up in situations where you have to compromise on them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the show is excusing, is, like, what j- the stuff John did for that. Like, I-, I don't think the show is excusing you doing those actions, but it's also saying that, like, the world will corrupt you. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, isn't it tragic that this had to happen? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, after Ben shoots the demon, like, this is the first time Ben has ever fired a gun, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Ben is, like, s- kind of stunned by this, especially because, like, the kickback and everything. And Dean goes, come on, pull it together. You want your mom to die? Which is really harsh, um, like, on purpose to to drag them through this. And, like, you can see exactly what it was like when Dean first fired a gun in the heat of the battle. You know, like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. My, like, favorite stuff in the show is when it is about, like, people having to react to and interact with, like, things that are far beyond them and do it in, like, a flawed and messy way. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like you could do, and, and, like, the point is, like, they do the they do bad things, but, like, we see the interior, interiority of them and how they got there and, like, empathize with them and them getting there. Um, and I feel like... If you shifted the framing, and part of the point of what it's trying to do with Dean, is you could probably do a story about this for John as well. And we would still hate him by the end, but also, like, we would see him get there and, like, understand it and be like, well, man, this sucks. Is that what the Winchesters is doing? I doubt it. Probably not, because it's not gonna have John, like, it's, it's about him and Mary, it's not about the kids being there with like with just john maybe season eight or whatever if it gets that far (laughs) oh god don't speak that into existence please god no anyway um back to the show proper uh so yeah ben shoots some people i know we talked before about like does the rock salt shotgun kill them i don't think the show actually cares about whether or not that's true but like I don't I know. I think it just It's a shotgun for rock them. salt. I mean, you could kill people with, like, riot uh, guns also. Like, blunt Well, yeah, the, the, the rock salt probably, I mean, because it's rock salt, it would pretty much be pellets. Like, it's yeah. like you're shooting a pellet gun, or whatever those are called. Um, it would probably yeah. honestly do, like, real damage to a human body. As far as the demons are concerned, it probably just stuns them. Because salt hurts. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess he didn't kill those people. Not technically. I guess he just shot people fine. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't He didn't kill them in the same way Batman doesn't kill people. Right. He you just know, dealt a you lot know of damage. That's like, where, um, I guess it was probably in Winter Soldier or Civil War, where Bucky's oh. like, I'm not going to kill people yes. anymore. And yes. then like, throws someone off a staircase and it's like, technically gravity killed him, not me. <laughs> yes. That's, That's the thing with Batman, too, being like, well, those people are probably dead. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Toph also has killed a whole bunch of people. There's a scene when she, like, sends a bunch oh, yeah. of, uh, of, um, what are the bossing say soldiers called? Uh, oh, God. Alex, what are the secret service guys in bossing say called? 
the Dai Li. The she Dai sends, Li. She sends a bunch of like Dai Li guys, like sl- like she shoots a bunch of pillars under their feet and slams them against the ceiling at high speed. Uh-huh. And I'm like, those guys' uh-huh. spines have been annihilated. Yeah, their insides are liquid. But it's okay, uh, yeah, though. we it's just don't cartoon. we just don't worry about blood force trauma in media. Yeah, don't worry about it. Anyway, they make anyway. it to the hospital. They mm-hmm, free yeah. Sam. Cass apologizes. Um, Dean does not accept this apology. And then he wipes their memories. Um, I'm not sure if the synopsis was clear. He doesn't wipe their memories of everything. He wipes their memories of knowing Dean and presumably anything related. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, they still know who they are. They just don't know who Dean is. And so uh, Ben thinks they were in a car crash. He tells Lisa that. Um, And then Dean comes in and says that he's the guy who hit them, which is... Of course he has to make everything his fault. He's the guy who hit them. I mean, it is kind of his fault. Yeah, of course it is. But he can't just leave the story. Yeah. He, he's in the story as the he one can't, who yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. he can't be the guy who pulled them out of the wreck. Mm-hmm. Because in his mind, he all he does is cause his family pain. I love how this is the Sam show. <laughs> he was like uh-huh. in right. this episode. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> it's okay. Sarah Gamble is a Dean girl. Like we expect this out of Sarah Gamble. Yeah. Anyway, this next is episode is like sort of now, the so Sam that's why show. It's the Dean show now. What? What'd you say, Wyatt? What did you say, Wyatt? Next episode is sort of the Sam show, but it ends up not mattering at all. Yeah. Next episode is yeah, a Sam episode, true. but well, not like. Next episode is an important episode if you're a Sam girl. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Dean says, "Take care of your mom," which I I always uh-huh. find is my pet peeve. Why don't you say take care of your kid? He's so good. Seems like a good kid. Why are you saying take care of your mom? Stop doing that. Because it's this a kid is like twelve. Yeah, it's a child's job to be the caretaker. Obviously. Anyway, Dean, oldest sister, mother, son. <laughs> um, Sam is like, how, Dean? That was kind of fucked up, wasn't it? Are you doing okay about all these fucked up things that are happening? And Dean. Uh, gives him a threat of violence as his coping mechanism. The end. Oh, sorry. Then Doctor Vizyak gets kidnapped. Yeah. Yep. Um. Do we have any more notes she on this episode? She also apparently has like half okay. of a half a dozen safe houses. Yep. I mean, if I were hundreds of years old, I would also probably. I mean, yeah. I guess she's like she, we established that she's rich. Yeah. So I like they're probably just like cabins out in nice places, but still like. Oh, maybe yeah. this explains how she could afford that mansion. She's got hundreds of years of salary worth. Yeah. Yeah. She probably invested gold bonds. like 200 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She bought bonds after World War II. Um, all right. So that's the episode. We talked about the themes. Yep. Uh, Dr. Matt. I do like how. Go on. Sorry. I do like how, how Cass appears ominously over her shoulder in the car window reflection. I do yeah. like that. He's spooky. He's spooky. Yeah. Um, Dr. Matt, may he rest in peace, was played by uh, Pano? Panu? I'm not sure how I pronounce that. It's Haitian, I believe. Uh, who, uh, he also played Olaf on the uh, Caprica TV show, which I did not know there was a Caprica TV show. Um, he was also Troy in the Gavin Crawford show and the bodyguard in I Was a Sixth Grade Alien. Uh, the Lovecraft fanboy was played by Adam Graydon Reed, who is a dude. Um... He's a like semi um how do I talk how do I even talk about this guy? He's like a, a 
he was a child prodigy writer, basically. Um, he was uh, like the guy who wrote Aragon. Well, for but for TV, I guess. Okay. Um, he was, you know, the I believe. Wait, did he originate the Nickelodeon slime? Was there Nickelodeon slime before? You can't do that on television. I think this then guy you invented. Can't do that on television come out. Eighty one. Probably. Or sorry, seventy nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this guy is the guy who invented the Nickelodeon slime. Because he was both an actor on it and also a co-writer. Um, and uh, went on to do a bunch of like student film stuff, uh, writing, acting, directing. Um, he had a comedy series called The Hospital, called Hospital Show, which is making fun of stuff like Grey's Anatomy and that sort of thing. Exactly what Supernatural did. Uh, that uh, came out somewhat recently that apparently did pretty good and was people like that. Um he was uh he's been in so much stuff um for me in particular uh when he was younger um he was um where is it here oh my god he was Wayne on 16 77 episodes i had no idea 16 aired for that long uh shout out to 16 um he was Tommy Turkey on Birds uh he was Loopy on King uh, all these obscure Canadian animated TV shows. He was Army on What It's Like to Be Alone and Abraham Pickle and Dr. Dread. I think that was an anthology series. Um, he was Zitzy in Urban Vermin. Uh, he was Justin on Total Drama Island. Shout out to Total Drama Island. So uh, Clayton on Continuum. Ah, there we go. That's one you recognize. Um, I think that's made by the same people who made 16. Uh, he was Raymond Connolly on Grace Point, uh, Hobbs and iZombie, Will in the hospital show, like I already said, uh, and Peter Beckert in Lost in Space. Wow. Yeah. Man's been in acting in- Lost in Space. What? Good for him for being in Lost in Space. I hear that show is good. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. My dad likes it, okay. so you know. Either way, I think I heard mixed things. Isn't that the like reboot of the of uh, Swiss Family Robinson? I have no clue. I'm fairly is sure it, the one it is. Toby Stevens in it? I don't know. Or is that the other space show? Um, yes, that is the one with Toby Stevens. Okay, shout out to Toby Stevens, my gay pirate dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the final episode. Season 6, episode 22, The Man Who Knew Too Much, was actually written by Eric Kripke. He came back to do the finale. Um, We start with a recap that played Carry On Wayward Son, but I did not watch it. Um, (laughs) So if it had any spoilers, I I missed them. Then we start with Sam is running from the cops. He takes shelter in a bar where there is one woman who is understandably hesitant about harboring a fugitive she knows nothing about. But here's the twist. He also knows nothing about himself. Sam's got amnesia or something. What's up with Sammy this season? Title card. (laughs) Um, The transcript calls this woman Robin. I don't know when we find out her name, but I'm going to just call her that from the start. Um, I don't think we know. I don't think we ever hear her name. 
Yeah, I don't know when this was supposed to be established, but I'm calling her Robin. I'm Sam. Control F in the transcript. You're just gonna find every time she speaks or has stage direction. But good luck. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll look through them all. <laughs> Thank you. Sam sees a Lovecraft book. Um, he has a flash of memory that includes a sign for the no Night Owl Hotel, and when he looks it up, it's real, so he goes to check it out. Robin insists on driving him because he is clearly not well, and she is extremely helpful. Uh, Sam continues to demonstrate suspicious instincts, like jimmying a door with a credit card, and then in the hotel they find a murder wall that includes a pic of um, Dr. Viziak, which triggers another rush of memory, which is to say, Dean, Bobby, and Sam find Eleanor Veziak on the ground next to the dumpster, telling them that she was tortured by Crowley and Castiel until she told them the secret to cracking purgatory, uh, which is a mixture of monster blood and virgin blood, and the ritual needs to be done tomorrow during the eclipse. Of course, it's tomorrow. It's never, like, yesterday and not for another 20 years. Um, then There's she a dies. There's post about this, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, she dies on the ground. Cass appears and Bobby starts to like go for him, but the boys hold him back. Cass again asks them to stand down and they don't want to do that. And Cass says, okay, I'm going to save Sam when this is over. If you stand down and he touches Sam's head and everything goes bright back in the hotel. Sam is like, whoa, my name is Sam. And he figures out where to find Bobby. Um, so he heads for the Impala as Robin's like, no, I have a bad feeling. You might not like when you find. And then somebody starts shooting at them. Oh my God, it's Sam shooting at them. Uh, for a moment, we see Dean in Bobby's panic room leaning over Sam's unconscious body. And then we get a commercial break. After the commercial break, Dean and Bobby debate leaving Sam unguarded so they can deal with Crustiel. Um, the, the dam in Sam's head is gone. So everything with Robin is happening in Sam's brain. Uh, Sam can smell their whiskey. And Robin tells him again to turn around. Dean shines a light in Sam's eyes, and so suddenly it is day in his brain, which Robin doesn't think is weird. Then Sam notices someone is watching them. It's the shooter from before. We learn that this is Soulless Sam. There's too many Sams in this episode. I'm going to call this one Soulless, and our regular sold Sam just Sam. Uh, Solis says that Cass <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, says that Cass broke the dam, so now uh, his psyche is splintered into pieces. Solus and Sam each being one piece, and Solus wants to front again because he's stronger. So there's a fight slash chase scene through the woods, and then Sam manages to shoot Solus, who says something ominous about the other one, and then he dies. Sam absorbs a bright little light, and in the real world, he thrashes around, and Dean gets worried. Sam now has Solus's memories, and so he remembers Robin. She was a civilian rando being held as a human shield by a demon, and Solus shot her to get rid of the leverage so that he could shoot the demon. Robin starts bleeding through her shirt and vanishes. Balthazar comes to Bobby's place, gives the gang the address of Kralciel's ritual, and then dips. Crowley gives Cass the blood jar, and Cass says he's altering the deal, but he does not alter it further, so that he won't give Crowley any of the souls he promised him. Crowley's very annoyed. Cass says, go away, and so Crowley does. Um, in Sam's mindscape, he's in Bobby's house now. He meets another Sam. This one remembers hell, so I'm going to call him Pit Sammy, and he is a mess. Dean and Bobby have to go deal with the plot, but they leave Sam a note of where they're going. Back into the Sam's. Pit Sammy says before Sam can get back to his body, which yes, is in Bobby's house like he guessed from the smell. Um, before he can do that, he has to put himself back together with all of the pieces, including him. And he insists that Sam is not strong enough to deal with knowing what happened down there. Sam's like, oh, well, I can't abandon my brother. And so Pit Sammy gives him his knife to get stabbed and absorbed. And Sam's real body convulses again all by himself. 
Cass summons Balthazar to say, hey, somebody's been spying on us. Now Dean is coming. How can people keep betraying Cass when all he does is war crimes? And Balthazar goes, well, you always have little old me. <laughs> and uh, Cass teleports Famous behind him words, to kill him. And Nothing personnel, kid. Yeah, mm. Rip Balthazar, you were not a good liar. Dean and Bobby eye the place, and then a cloud of demons shows up and flips their car on the way in. Crowley swaggers in like, hi, ex-bestie, I have a new partner, it's Raphael. Hi, Raphael. Then there's some pronoun fuckery, so I'm just going to use they for Raphael during the synopsis. Um, Cass is like, are you fucking kidding me? And Raphael says they won't let Cass open purgatory because that's too much power. If anyone is going to be the new god, it's them. Uh, Crowley repeats Cass's flee or die line, and so Cass throws him a jar of the blood and flies away. Then we see the eclipse, we see the ritual happening, Zine and Bobby attempt to interrupt by throwing an angel bleed at Raphael, but they catch it, and Crowley throws them down the stairs. Uh, we see Sam is outside, but he is, uh, lightly incapacitated by battling memories of being on fire. Um, <laughs> he's uh-huh. Sam fighting for his life in the background. Um... <laughs> The ritual is finished, but nothing happens. And then Cass shows up and reveals he gave Crowley a, a, a fake jar. He's It was just uh, dog blood instead of the real jar. And so he did this ritual all by himself. Good job. And he does this weird little super glow. It's power-up time. Uh, Crowley immediately vanishes. He's like, I'm out of here. Cass explodes Raphael. Um, he's very smug about this. Dean is like, okay, let's defuse you now. And Cass is evidently drunk on the power of millions of souls and refuses to be defused. Um, Sam then shows up and stabs him in the back with an angel blade. Fucking rude. And it does nothing because Cass is no longer an angel. He is God. Bow down and profess your love unto your Lord or he shall destroy you. The end. I cannot believe that all the Sam stuff that every like this whole episode was building up to is the shaggy dog story of your knife doesn't work anymore, fool. <laughs> like, it's one of the most gotcha moments in the show. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it truly felt like a GM that wanted his special little villain boy to power up, even though one of the players, like, succeeded on all of his roles and managed to get all the way back here and sneak in and get all the way up to him and stab him. And he's like, aha, nope, spoil it, sorry, your knife doesn't work anymore. That's Fuck you. Cass is just too cool for the plot. It's fine, it's just it's like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't ma- so really special. matter. He's so special. I feel like we can probably move through this kind of quickly because it's like a lot of the Sam stuff ends up not really mattering or like, you know, it's interesting when you watch it, but it's like, yeah, the mystery is that we're in his head. Yeah, it won't be relevant for the rest of the Like the first like 10 minutes of the episode, we can mostly just skim over. Yeah, I skipped a lot of it where it's like he sees clues. I just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. We already Uh, know who Sam is. Also, I look... I looked through the whole transcript. Robin's name is not in it. It's probably uh, in the... Except for when she speaks and is in the... Um, stage, directions. stage directions. Yeah, Yeah, it's probably in the credits. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's probably where Mr. the name... Mr. it does not count. It's probably where the name came from. No, yeah. Um, I like Robin as, like, a manifestation of Sam's guilt. Uh-huh. That's fun. Yeah. Also, she's cool and cute. Yeah. 
Um, shout out to the shaky cam at the beginning of this episode. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, this um, is the episode she... where Sam goes, I'm just some guy. Guy. I'm just some guy that like beat up some cops immediately, which I love. That's part of his like weird memory. Yeah, he's got so the true. muscle memory to beat up cops. So true. Um, when he shows Robin the hotel that he remembers he's staying at, she goes, "Maybe you're a hooker." She's like, "I guess <laughs> yes. I'll find out." That was pretty no judgment funny. in his voice. Yeah, so true. No judgment like, in you know like what? Robin's voice either. Day. She's just like. She's just making, like, kind of a joke and thinks it's funny. Yeah, she's teasing him yeah. a little bit, but, like, not in, a, like, a, a way that... It's at Sam's expense, not mm -hmm. the sex worker's expense. I also like that, nice to meet you, Jimmy, Jimmy Page, flip, Neil Part, flip, Angus Young. She's just going through his aliases, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, hmm, I am kind of freaking out now, actually. Um, She has a very, like... I love her responses to everything that's like I know it's in Sam's head, but like I found her responses to things like fun and interesting. Like I probably wouldn't invite a dude I have no like clue who he is in my car just because he said that he has amnesia. Um <laughs> but she like she doesn't just be like, "Okay, let's go." Like throughout the mm -hmm the episode she gets more and more like concerned and eventually she's like okay i'm done goodbye <laughs> this is too much crazy for me so i like that mm -hmm. uh we get this little flashback and yeah rip to dr viziak um bobby has a flip phone this is castiel's first like kill of a character we care about yeah no he killed anna oh no. did he kill anna who killed anna didn't michael yeah, he didn't kill Anna. Oh no, wait, she went evil though. God forbid women do anything. Moment, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got brainwashed by heaven. I don't think that counts as yeah. going evil. That wasn't the choice she made. Yeah. It was a bad writing decision anyway. Um, she was killed by Michael. Okay. I feel like Cass has killed. Uh, I mean, Cass killed um Willow, but uh. What's her name? Lenore, I know there's a section on but... the Wikipedia page for each character for notable kills. Yes, I well there's Wyatt, also there. every character has a killed by section in their in their wiki page if they've been killed, which is how I learned how Anna <laughs> That's died. True. Um also by the way, you calling uh Solus Sam Solus is very funny to me because uh one of the names Are you gonna of make a Kinning Hearts? No, one of the names of one of the major villains in FF fourteen is Solus Zoskalvis. So I was just imagining him talking to Sammy and amusing myself with that. Shout outs to my such... mm, shout outs to my FF14 fans in the in the podcast listening to the podcast right now. I'm sure there's some of you, statistically speaking. <laughs> Bobby's flip phone, my beloved. Mm -hmm. Also, um, Dr. Viziak is more scared of Cass. Like, his torture was worse than Crowley's. I love when Cass is the scary one. So true. Yeah, this got set up. This got set up earlier when he tortured that demon, right? Mm-hmm. I was trying to find that Tumblr post that was like, why is it always, like, why is the eclipse always right now? But I couldn't find it. It's okay. We forgive you. Uh, Sam, I don't know why. Sam calls Dean a male model type. Yeah. 
He doesn't remember who he is. He just remembers what he looks like. So. Yeah. You know how it is. And then they get attacked by Solus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was a great reveal. I was not yeah. expecting this. I really liked it. In hindsight, like a lot of the stuff is like, oh, of course, this is a memory. Like him just happening to see Hunter in the dark and stuff like that. Hunter in the dark. Um, but like, it's still like I was not expecting it, and I had a real like, what the fuck moment when other savvy came out. So it did its job. Mm -hmm. It was good. Yeah, I don't mind it. Tina and Bobby are chatting. Uh, and then we get the Solus and Sam confrontation scene. This scene is good. Yeah, it it's is nice to see that Jared can off. act. Um, yeah. Because he can, yeah, when he, he does to. sell the difference between these two versions of Sam, where Solus yeah. Sam is just an asshole. Mm -hmm. When you're <laughs> inside your grapefruit, Sam, son, you've been juiced. That is definitely They've a literally been cryptified. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Sam has used grapefruit before, but it was weird then, too. Grapefruit has been used in the show before, yeah. I'm not sure if it's always a Kripke, but it feels like it. Yeah, I no, used to skipper like this meat boat for a while. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It's really Sam, good. It's so funny. So Sam didn't talk like that. <laughs> he calls him a misty-eyed milksop. Remember when... Yeah, what the fuck? Are you a Skyrim NPC? <laughs> it's so funny, because it's so obvious that Kripke just came back to the show. <laughs> yeah, It's great, though. I loved it. When he called him a milksop, I'm like, ha. Ah. <laughs> you fucked, Sammy. Uh, but then Sam just fucking kills him. He has this, like, oh, I just did that look on his face after he does it. Uh-huh. good. I mean, in fairness, he just shot another version of himself. Yeah, I That's know. That's not necessarily love... the right move. He's he's he up there with his brother now. He and, he and exactly. Dean have both killed yeah. oh alter God, egos of themselves. Murders. I love when a character has to kill an alter ego of themselves. It's great. So true. It's tasty. Yeah, rip to Solus Sammy, finally. This is good because, like, he just is gone, like, in the episode where the soul comes back. Like, he doesn't get to have, like, a, oh, no, I'm disappearing. Oh, no. So I like that he gets a little moment here at the end before he gets killed. Mm -hmm. Like, his, like, separate personhood, Sam's, like, fractured existence, like, is, is mm -hmm. acknowledged in that way before it is destroyed. And yeah. I appreciate that. They gave Sam DID and they gave the DID a gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh -huh. My next note is when Crowley and Cass, so I'm useless for right now and putting the conversation forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we learned that Sam shot Robin because uh, Sola Sam was an asshole. Um... <laughs> an asshole and a murderer. Well, yes, but Sam's already a murderer. He murders people constantly. That's a, like a, just an extra shitty way to murder someone. Yeah. <laughs> um, her blood starts like seeping through her shirt by her stomach. Mary coated. Yep. Or I guess so Jess true. coated also. Oh. <laughs> um, Balthazar. So Balthazar shows up. He calls the mudfish, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, call back uh -huh. to man who would be king with the fish coming out of the water. Um, uh -huh. and uh, he says, "How sleeping beauty? You didn't steal any kisses. I trust. Shut the fuck up, Balthazar." What a weird fucking thing to say. He's such a weird person. Also says maybe I should rip also, out your sticky sticky maybe I should rip out your sticky bits, which is another Kripkism, and I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Balthaz Bestie, what does that mean? Balthazar refers to Cass as a very powerful friend. Yeah. 
He's my very powerful friend. Purgatory power shake, monsieur, says Crowley, handing Castiel monster ver half monster, half virgin blood. It's so funny. It's a monster energy drink. <laughs> anyway, Cass says that he's Boo. not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna do the, the deal that they actually worked out. Um yep. Crowley can somebody else read this line that Crowley says to him? Um Oh <laughs> right. I forgot about this. This is unbelievable. I wish have I could forget about this line. Have, have you forgotten that you're the bottom in this relationship? Fucking hello. Insanity. I'm going to murder Eric Kripke for this one. Hello. For reasons, hello. For Are, can you reasons, hear me? It's not. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Aside from the conflating of some sexual norms with each other, but. What? What? Why? Why would you say this on television? <laughs> and then still pretend that Cass is straight. Why would you do that? Like I know we made fun of Crowley for being the fruity one, but hello, he is flirting nonstop with his partner in crime. Like you can't, you can't just do that. Um. So what I'm, I'm sitting here being like, Castiel, you can't just do that. You can't just alter the deal like this. It's going to go bad for you, and it doesn't. Yeah. But like, well. I, I'm I'm what Crowley not having like contingency plans here. I know that's out of character for him. Yeah, I, would I guess have his contingency to be plan is Raphael. Yeah, his but... contingency yeah. plan was that you don't need yeah, one for an angel and, who is and Cass good. Only, Cass only manages to do it because he sw swapped the blood. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like it. The fact that Crowley gave him the blood to begin with. Yeah, you know, it's very much Princess Bride poison. Yes. Thank you. I don't know. It's just it's just weird because it's like I don't know. It felt like it lacked punch. Yeah, they didn't have time to to make Crowley as competent as he usually is. Yeah, it's because he yeah. was in love with Cass and therefore stupid. So true. Uh, sure. Cass does that to a motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. Who among us has not been rendered stupid by being in love with Castiel? So true. You didn't among even us. point it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, Sam... I love dropping that into a conversation like a smoke grenade. No, Sam I finds was about his... to say you didn't even point Sam... out that I said it as you said it. Y'all are the ones that have to go to bed. I know. Okay. Stop being in my brain. Sam finds his fucked up virgin. Um, I lo <laughs> Tortured Sam is just is our pit Sammy, as we're calling him. He's just like, hi, hi Sam. Hey, man. I'm just sitting here in this desk. What's up, bro? Yeah. Hey, dude. I'm the one like, that remembers right. hell. Fucking it wasn't college great. kid hungover in the library. Yeah. Studying at the last minute for his 8 a.m. exam. In the pitch blackness. In the real in world, the Dean and Bobby take off. Torture Sam <laughs> Pit Sammy is like, Sam, you shouldn't have come here, man. He's having a bad time. He's having a bad time. My little freak boy. More Kripkeisms. Humpty Dumpty has to put himself back together again before he can wake up, and I'm the last piece. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be emotionally fraught. Why are you bringing Humpty Dumpty into this? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I love this, too, because apparently Sam could just live in here, because he's like, yeah, go he's like, find go that find bartender. Jess. Go find Jess. Jess is in here. Well, it, it's in Sam's brain, so I know theoretically yeah. everyone. I figure it's in like here. a coma situation, right? But like, this is not how how like being in a coma works. No, you're right. 
We're examining the different parts of Sam's psyche. I mean, if he can no. play hide and seek from himself, he can go find no. people. Mm -hmm. He can just play in his. We can land have an inside or... out for Sam. He can go into ma imagination land. So true. I do like that Pitts and the transcript uses the exclamation point. Yeah. Well, that's that's how you do it. Tortured exclamation point. That's fandom. Know, that's fandom language. It's great. I love it. Um, I love you supernatural transcripts. But uh yeah, I like that he's like I'm not going to fight you. Like if you want to get out of here, you can. It's like good luck, you'll need it. Yeah. Also, it is yeah. it is really effective, I think, that um tortured Sammy is just like there's no fight left in him. Yeah. Mhm. Mm he doesn't care if Sam wants to kill him. Fine, kill him. Like whatever. He's he's done. It is very sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. We were so overcome uh, about Crowley saying that Cass is the bottom in the relationship that I forgot to even like bring up the line I wrote down, which was not that. Um. <laughs> well, I did write that one down. Um. But the you think I would. Hold on, where did it go? You think I'm handing over all of that power to the king of hell? I'm neither stupid nor wicked. I love you. Yeah. Mm. I'm a little self-righteous boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Cass is like, uh-oh, Dean Winchester's coming. Yeah. Like, apparently we have a Judas in our midst. Yeah. Balthazar, Balthazar, Balthazar. To be uh, honest, I forgot that Balthazar died. I regularly forget that Balthazar died, and when I was younger, um, every time I was reminded, it was like an emotional gut punch over and over and over again. Which is just what it's like being me now, <laughs> except I f forget the day of the week. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Balthazar's death is not, like, it's not taken... It just happens. Like, it doesn't have the punch. Yeah, yeah. it just... Like, it's... The the bits leading up to it is good, but, like, I don't know. It's just not very... I mean, I do like that it's, like, you've always got me, and he's like, yes, I'll always yeah. have you, and stabs him. Like, that's a good, like... Yeah. Uh, final exchange between two characters. Yeah. Like, I do like that, but the death just doesn't stick in your yeah. head. Well, so much other stuff is happening, and you're just like, well, I guess he's dead it's now. True. Yeah, this is the finale. They have to fit a lot into 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And Cass is so upset about this. He didn't want to have to kill Balthazar just like he didn't want to have to kill Rachel. And it's like, buddy, you didn't have to kill anybody, but whatever. Uh -huh. um, he I says, mean, I'm in, doing in my best Rachel's in impossible case, circumstances. He's in Rachel's case, that was self-defense. In Balthazar's case, he teleports behind him and stabs him. Yeah, because they betrayed him first. Sure, but like you don't have to God murder someone for anything. betraying you. You could do something else to them. Exactly. That was my original point. Yeah. Yes. But like when you're fighting someone to the death, it's like <laughs> a little bit more excusable. Yeah. So the escalation oh. also works, I think. Kripke's writing also really comes out here when uh, <laughs> Dean and Bobby show up and Bobby says, we'll ninja our way in, which was extremely funny, but that. Bobby would never in his life say that. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Bobby's been to Japan. Man can speak Japanese. He would not say that. He would not say that. It's like a 10-year-old would say that. Yes. I do like Dean's like, yeah, till they hear your knees squeak. Bobby's yeah, like, shut up. Um, exactly. Then we get the no, shut up. You hear that trope, which 
would have worked, except that there's like a fucking like T Rex stomping ripple puddle situation, and it's like, why would funny. clouds make us stomping vibration? Whatever, I it doesn't know. matter. Well, at I all. do. The like only thing that matters like is that Dean said T Rex at the same time I did. Yeah. And then the, the, I mean, the, the demon smoke has force in that they get hit with the cloud of demon smoke and it flips the car. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not a finale of a crypt key. Yeah, if a car doesn't get smashed. Without, yeah, without <laughs> the Impala getting fucked. Um, and then Castiel tries to zap Crowley and he's like, sweaty hands, mate. You can palm yeah. me all you want. Okay. God. Also... I wrote in all caps, the fucking close-up is this Days of Our Lives? <laughs> Which is before the car gets wrecked, I think. Oh, I think I, I know, know what But there's a, like a real, about. like, yeah, there's a close-up on everybody's face. And yeah. it's so funny. Yes, 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 yes. I, hold on. Um, it's right around here. I think it's like 3440-ish. No? What? It's in the thumbnail. Where is it? It's literally right here. I can. I'm being gaslit. Oh, it's three. It's uh. I think it's like three forty-five. Anyway, yes, yes, we get some super. Also, there. (laughs) We see the sigil. Um, there's a bit that looks like a nutsack. (laughs) I just needed to point that out. It looks like truck nuts at the bottom of the sigil. Thanks. I just had to point that out. Like, the other two symbols like it, like, look more like what they're supposed to, but the, the last one, the last one's a little rough. <laughs> it does! Look okay. at it! I don't have it uh, open. Can you I, drop it? I don't have it open! Okay, fine. Hold on. I'll post it. Yeah, post, post... No, I shan't say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Oh. See? Well, okay. Yeah, it does. It does see? look like yeah. a ball sack. <laughs> I told you. I wouldn't say these things if they weren't true. It's true. It's true. Anyway. Yeah. They're like, well, anyway. we're gonna do it. Our boys climb out of the car. I was really worried. Like, oh, is this where they're gonna kill Bobby? This would be such a stupid way for him to die. But no, he's fine. He does, like, a little cough, which means he's gonna be fine. Every season finale, I'm like, is this the one where they kill Bobby? It's gonna happen eventually. I know he's not in the finale of season 15. Well. Actually, he is. Wait, is he? Okay. Oh, I mean, he's in heaven. heaven. Yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, Jim Beaver is in the credits. Yeah. (laughs) He He has more lines than Castiel does. Yeah. Um, so Castiel's, like, consorting with demons. I thought that was beneath you. Raphael says, heard you were doing it. It sounded like fun. I love these two <laughs> bitching so at each other. I do like the, like, the, the fucking back and forth of this season is so stupid and funny. Like, of course Crowley's answer is to do another betrayal. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, that's just Crowley. But this whole Crowley... season is just everybody <laughs> turning around and stabbing each other in the back. It's so dumb. How do they Crowley do an entire truly... civil war plotline with no here. politics behind it? Hold on. I'm gonna make a meme. Okay. I'm trying to find I drew the eye lip eye and I'm trying to figure out where. Why? 
It's before Raphael explodes. <sighs> is it after Raphael appears? Well, it's after the Impala gets wrecked. Okay, so is it about Raphael? Because this is the part where Crowley goes, I found him, glances over his shoulder, her, to really be quite reasonable. And then his next line is, she, he, has offered me protection, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I don't think so. And then Cass says he's going to bring the apocalypse. Who can say? And I think um, Raphael refers to himself as brother. Yeah, uh, later. You let the demon go, but not your own brother. Like, interesting gendery things happening with this vessel. As a reminder to our audience, if you have fallen behind or are jumping ahead, Raphael previously had a black male vessel and is now in the vessel of a black woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it because he has them all inside him? <laughs> Past me? Hello? I don't know. <laughs> I don't I'm know, not, know I never what do they're much. doing they, here. It never does me any favors. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know how to help you, bud. <laughs> you, you, only you can help you. I know. I know. It's a horrible cycle. I keep forgetting. <laughs> okay, anyway. At least it makes for fun bits. Um, The bit for, like, three seconds where we see Sam just, like, screaming on fire, it's like... It's so unimportant, it's almost funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, remember, Sam has stakes, and we're like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Go back to Cass. What are you showing me Sam on fire for? Exactly, exactly. It, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> He's only a little bit <laughs> on okay, fire. We get... Relax. No, I, I, yeah, no, it's I mean... Okay. I... Sam gets more attention next season. Okay. It's just like, he goes through all of this for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. It's truly meaningless. At least for this episode. Because I'm pretty sure this has repercussions oh, next season. I'm sure it will. I think I'm thinking of the right plot point. Um, I would like us all to pause for a moment and react to a thing that okay. the audience may have already seen because it will be in the refs. Uh, behold, my masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> Lol, said the Crowley. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> if you would like to, if you would like to see what we're referring to and you have not scrolled down yet, please do so. <laughs> Put that shit in the moment. <laughs> uh, I love this meme so much. That's <laughs> so true. It's true. That's just Crowley. Yep. Crowley is the scorpion from the scorpion and the frog. That's what Plato was talking about. He was talking about supernatural. It's Plato. So Plato. <laughs> Plato. <laughs> Plato. No, Plato was talking about Aesop. it too. That's what the allegory of the cave is about. Aesop. Plato. The allegory of the scorpion of the frog. Yeah, Socrates is famous. <laughs> <laughs> No, Why did you say who's Socrates? That's the joke that I'm making is that I'm I'm okay. being wrong on okay. another level. Okay, 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 okay. I just wanted to make uh, sure. Anyway, they do the ritual. I was like, I'm not sure of much, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, they do the ritual, or yeah, and it does. Yep, because uh, it's the fake blood. Yeah, Cass comes mm. back and does his super glow. He's so special. He's so smug. I like the way. I love how he puts the empty jar on the table. 
Yeah, I, I, I love the way it. Crowley just gives up. He's like, oh, we got tricked. That, yeah, like, yeah. Well, he does a little, right. like, peace sign fade out. He doesn't actually, <laughs> but, like, that's the vibes of what he does. He just literally uh-huh. dips. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, bye. Uh, yeah, I like the way he's like, he says naturally, and then Raphael's like, Raphael's still clinging on, still like, oh, we can still do this, and Crowley's like, no, game over. Yeah. Castiel, how'd your ritual go? Better than ours, I'll bet. Yeah. I think I think Cass should have uh smiled and had blood all over his teeth. That's what I think. He just drank a whole bunch of blood. They uh-huh. let Sam do it. Let Cass be uh-huh. a blood freak. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you're so right. Thank you. I have an audience of one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining it like someone like hasn't like flossed their teeth after eating something a bunch of cilantro. Cass like opens his teeth and it's all stuffed full of bits of green except it's red. <laughs> He drank the blood smoothie. He didn't eat anybody. Yeah, I know, but that's just what I'm thinking of. It's just funny. It's, you know when you have, like, cherry ices? Mm-hmm. His tongue is stained <laughs> red. Uh, so he's like, I'm full of souls. They're all inside me. And Crowley's like, sounds... It's me, boy. <laughs> Crowley says, sounds sexy. Exit stage Crowley. And just <laughs> doinks out there, out of there. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's Castiel's in like smarmy mode. He's like, "What's the matter, Raphael? Oh, yeah. Somebody clip your wings." It's it's He's it's it's uh, I love him. It's like in uh Lazarus Rising when he mm-hmm. when Dean stabs him and he just kind of smirks at it. Uh-huh. That's him. This whole uh-huh, scene, uh-huh. the little head tilts, the little smiles. Oh my god! He I knows he's him. the most powerful person in the room. That's what he's that been means just is. a little guy and for so sexiest. long, and now he's sexy uh-huh. and powerful. And he snaps his so fingers, true. and Raphael explodes into a blood mist, just like what was done to him. Exactly, uh-huh. perpetuating twice. the cycle of violence, and he doesn't yeah, twice. Even know you're it. right. Yep, so true. Uh, this is where um, he, also tries... he says I, I should point out he also says the demon I have plans for, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Curious to see what that's gonna mean. Sorry, I don't go even on. Remember Emma. if it has any payoff? Okay, fine. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Emma? I mean, I would hope it does, but yeah. What Emma? This is where Dean tries to pull the "We were family once" card. Like you didn't listen when Cass said this five minutes ago, but now the Cass is all cool and powerful and scary. Now you want to be in his favor? Okay. Yeah fake bitch they're very much doing the like yeah we'll agree with anything you say like yeah uh, they're talking him off mode, the ledge. like yeah do not set him off he's kind yeah. of made out of bombs right now he is kind of made he out says of- uh-huh. i just he, he says i've lost lisa i've lost ben and now i've lost sam don't make me lose you too wow yeah it's sad mm-hmm. i still was like you doubted me fought against me i was right all along He's like, you're full of nuke. Let's just put those souls back. He's like, no, they belong with me. He says, you're just saying that because I won. Yes. Yeah. Dean yes, says we're sorry. Yeah. Yep. Um. He's Raphael like, Raphael had many followers. Yeah, I must, and I must punish, punish them, them all, all severely. severely. Damn. Remember the pizza man? I do remember the pizza Perhaps man. Perhaps she did something wrong. It's all punitive <laughs> justice the all the way up. down. All right. Good night, everybody. I'm <laughs> Thank not you for listening to Word of God. <laughs> Anyway. I know you're not joking, that's why. <laughs> uh, um, you're not my family, Dean. I have no family. Oh, buddy. Buddy. Like, I'd have, Dean's like, I'd have died for you, also. I don't, can't remember if you said that when he was like, I've lost Lisa Ben. Yeah, I'd have you. died for you. I almost did a few times. Yeah. 
and then Seb stamps, stabs him. Cass pulls it out. Yep. Cass pulling knives out of him. Yep. So true. There's no blood. It's great. I uh, thought he caught it at he, first, he but even... no, he got stabbed. There's just no blood. Uh-huh. Um, gods don't bleed. Gods don't bleed. Uh, well, they do in Supernatural, but... <laughs> yeah, that was a quote from El Dorado, but anyway. Um, I don't think Cass even turns around to look at Sam. He's like, I'm he glad, says, you, I'm made glad it. you made it, Sam. I'm, but I'm... Angel Blade won't work because I'm not an angel anymore. I'm your new god, a better one. So you'll bow down and profess your love unto me, your lord, or I shall destroy you. End of season. Yeah. Yes. It's good. As much as I was like salty about Sam not actually doing anything, this is still good. I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. I'm here for, for Joker fight Castiel. Uh, in the fandom, we call him God Steel. Yeah, sure. He's the Joker to me. Literally, the first thing he does is, <laughs> is demands that that they profess love onto him. Yep. He literally just wants to be loved, and like as a god specifically he's... in this context. But <sighs> yep, he's literally like, "Please say you love me, or I'll kill you. I'll kill everyone in this room and then myself." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just wants to be loved. Doesn't he deserve that? And also, he wants to kill homophobes. Okay, god, I can't. Fucking oh spoilers. God. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just thought about that, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. Anyway. Stay tuned. <sighs> Guys, they put this on television. Can you believe yeah. that? They put they put this angel on television, and they didn't make him gay for 15 years. <laughs> 10 years, technically, but still. So yeah, that's season six. Yep. Um, kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. I like how it I, ends. Yeah, it does end really... I like how it ends, although <laughs> it reminds me of a finale of a later season, like almost to the point where the the sets look the same. Oh boy! Um, but that's okay. I mean, like half and the sets in the show all look the same. Maybe possibly another finale. No, but like everything. Right. Okay. Um, Looking forward and maybe to that. Maybe another one. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. Yep. Don't you worry. Um, yep. Season six. Yeah, mixed bag. It has a bad reputation. I think. The last five minutes are are the best. <laughs> it's rough, like coming off season five. It's rough. Like they do that mm. bit in uh, French Mistake for a reason of being like, "Well, we're still here. Yep, we got to keep making the show." Yeah, yeah. I hear that season seven is good. Do you? No, is do it season you? eight that's good? I don't season know. Eight One eight of the few. Okay. Yeah, season seven okay. is kind of. Uh, oh no, season seven is the starvation uh, year, right? We don't have any casts. Yeah. Even though he's the villain now. Well, no, we do get a little bit. I will. Part of season eight is most is the starvation year. Okay. Half of season eight, I can't remember, but this is like this is when they stop putting him on screen, especially with Dean, because they they want to quiet the shippers. Oh boy. Um. They do a they do still have screen time together, especially in season eight, which is why season eight is the gay season. Um, but yeah, this is about when that starts. Okay. And it will continue. Yeah, I mean, they tried to like tie things together here, and like mm -hmm. they succeeded, but succeeded in a really messy way. The Sam stuff doesn't end up really mattering. The like, I, I guess the purgatory and the heaven war stuff, like that all works. I uh, like. They it got works, here we don't messily, see any of it. and like I yeah, understand the they, they don't really have the option of showing any of it. They don't have yeah. the budget to show us heaven yeah. all the time. But like, it just comes off as so last minute. And we had a whole Eve mm -hmm. thing, and like every yeah. like, there's so much happening. We had the yeah, it's, the alphas were had in this like season. Four different big bats, and it just 
it was too many cooks. Samuel, I you can't have too many. Like, like, come on. Yeah. I know serial storytelling is like, you know, it's hard. But like, I learned recently that the writer's room for Andor wrote the whole show oh, in like God. five days. They really fucking did it. And it's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen in my life. And it's like when everyone works together to do a thing and like there's like internal consistency and everyone's on the same page and, and you like know and the thing that comes after the next thing. And like, like the, the, I, I don't know if they're doing it like they did in season one. Like we're, we're going solely off of that one anecdote about them all like going off into their own separate rooms and like not really knowing what each other are doing. But like it feels like that's still what they're doing. Uh huh. Um, I'm like, I don't want to compare Andor to Supernatural because it's such, no. they're such different shows and like what their goals are and what they're trying to be. But like, you could, you could organize things a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Andor even has like arcs that are written by different people and everything. Um, I think the biggest problem I mean, that's all TV. That's all they couldn't. That's true. But like all of TV saying, often like, organizes itself gets... better than this. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no. Uh, Supernatural has different arcs written by different people, and it does not cohere. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest problem with season six is they couldn't land on a villain. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't always have to cohere. Like, one of the things I like yeah. about this show is that we can get wildly different tones, and, like, writers can explore different concepts in different ways. Like, that's yeah. a fun thing about this style of, like episodic monster of the week tv but yeah. what you just said about like yeah the lack of a consistent villain and a consistent like thing to <coughs> like a meta plot to like think about and worry about instead of like the way it just kind of jumps around between like four different things and only like kind of yeah. coheres like it's so messy yeah i could definitely see that like i don't know how like i assume that because she's the the showrunner she sarah gamble was the one who like wrote the plot for the season or like conceived of it yeah, and i can imagine I'm... this being like it's her first time yeah. doing it well and the thing is i think that's frustrating and... about it is it's all good on paper uh-huh there's so like, the much ideas about season six that should have been good and it just wasn't mm -hmm. executed yeah sorry go but it doesn't there yeah, weren't enough on. episodes yeah yeah, yeah yeah i didn't want to cut you off i just wanted to point out that i think she did a good job like if the if the yeah. point of the showrunner, which I'm only vaguely aware of, is to like outline the big ideas of the season for people to like write yeah. toward and around, like it's interesting. Like they're good big ideas. It's just like they weren't executed on that well. Uh huh. Yeah, they dropped the ball in a couple of places. Tried to fit too much into 22 episodes, which it happens. Um, but it you know it's better. <laughs> It feels like it's better organized than the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. But that bar is below the surface of the Earth, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's why I don't, like, begrudge them for it. Like, working in TV is mm -hmm. hard. If Star Wars can drop the ball like this, literally anything can. Well, yeah. I, uh, I just mean, if something has as much, like, money and, like, that's, power yeah, no, so and, right, like, actually. international acclaim behind it. Yeah. They had the they had the budget. They could have done anything. They could have, yeah, they could have put it off. For <laughs> you years you could have made it look like anything, and you made it look like this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Although I, I don't know. Is, Emma, does the fandom have like a, a conceived like worst season of Supernatural? I think these kind of opinions vary tremendously depending which circles you run in. 
Um, but I, w I was quiet the last minute or so because I was looking for this one specific post, which I did find. It says, season six of Supernatural is like, okay, so Sam comes back from hell wrong. Concept fucks. Cass is leading an angel civil war in heaven. Yeah. Fucks. Dean yeah. tries suburbia, but internal and external forces yeah. drag him back to hunting. Fucks. Weekend at Bobby's. Fucks. Their grandfather comes back from the dead and they find out there's a whole side of their family. Yeah. I been forgot for that generations, happened. Like, I and didn't it was really Mary's forget, side. But like... Fucks. Dean becomes a vampire. Fucks. Rachel Miner is there. I Fucks. forgot that Crowley... happened too. <laughs> Crowley fakes his own death. Fucks. Sam tries to kill Bobby. Fucks. Purgatory setup. Fucks. Dean becomes death, but he's bad at it. Fucks. Frontierland. Dumb and fucks. The frontier. The French <laughs> mistake. Fucks. The man who would be king. Fucks. Cast watches Dean race leaves and Silver trees him, and we get the Orpheus Eurydice moment. Fucks. Sam. <laughs> Echo. Echo. I, I can't. Sam has to kill his double in his own mind. Fucks. Cass double trouble crosses everyone. Fucks. Cass opens purgatory to steal souls and kills the archangel Raphael. Fucks. Sam stabs Cass with his own angel blade and he doesn't die but instead becomes an insane god. Fucks. But season six sucks. Uh huh. Shout outs. I feel like. Shout, who is this person we should say their name on air? Thank you, yeah. Milf Sisyphus. <laughs> I love the internet. Thank you, Milfsis, for Tumblr. summing up everything for us. It's exactly yeah. true. Truly, um, is there anything left to say? Yeah, for me, I think, from what I remember, season six and season ten are like the top two contenders for me. But I have very little memory of season eleven onward, but season ten is what pushed me off of Supernatural. I bet it's gonna be like so, season 13 or something that we're gonna watch and be like, oh, this is grim. I was yeah. thinking about it the other day and I realized I don't know anything about season 9, season 14. Those are the ones I know the least about. Yeah, the last, like, four seasons of the show <sighs> totally run together in my That's brain. so I'm much like, of the show. That's so many there's episodes. There's a couple of stuff. Yeah. But okay, but consider this is me. Most people I know, probably I know, can, can I know. keep it straight. My brain is made of cheese. Actor facts. So uh, Robin was played by uh, Erica Sarah, uh, who also played Joe Lupo in Eureka. 77 episodes, that's a long time. Uh, Connie Rivers in The Astronauts. Um, Ali A L E I in the 100 and Dr. Becca Frank Franco, which I'm just gonna assume based off of that that she plays a doctor who uploaded herself into an AI or something like that, and so is both characters. That's my assumption. No one tell me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, nah, that's everything. That's her, uh, and that's everything because there's not a lot of actors in that episode. So, yep. Um, as Next per season. usual, we are going to, oh. well, yeah, we're in the holidays, yes. so recording is going to be a little bit sketchy, so our, our patented- Well, me and Wyatt are in the holidays. Yes. Emma's, like, on winter break. Yes. Um, yeah, the, the, the Sundays which we record fall on, uh, Christmas and the d New Year's, so. Yeah. Uh, our usual, um episode like uh, a week break we're going to have it may be a two-week break depending on how things go um we'll keep you all posted on that but but definitely won't be an episode next week um 
And yeah, yep. we're starting season seven next time. Yep. So next episode, uh, which will come up in two weeks, uh, episode one, meet the new boss. It pretty much just goes right from six to seven, you know. Um, yeah. And then episode two, hello, cruel world. I just reading the the blurbs for these episodes. I am so curious how they manage to make it all connect in that short of a period. Oh boy. Okay. I have no right. fucking clue. Cool, cool, cool. Because um, I thought I thought the thing that happens in in episode 2 was like midway through <laughs> season 7 great. or season 8 or something. Um anyway. Before we sign off here, um we all know what our favorite episode is. It's the French mistake. What's everyone's second favorite episode? Absolutely. Um okay, let me go to season 6. Um uh, clap your hands if you believe is fun. <laughs> it is fun. Um, appointment in Samara is good. Weekend at Bobby's was good. Weekend at Weekend Bobby's. Ba is great. I was thinking about Weekend at Bobby's. Yeah. Um. Oh, the man who would be king, of course. Oh, obviously, I forgot that yeah, was a okay. season six. Right, right, right. You, yeah. Okay. So I have to pick a different one. Uh. <laughs> Should we do it? No, you know what? It's fine. Yeah, Man Who Would Be King and uh, French Mistake. Extremely good episodes. Um, mm -hmm. uh, what's the word? Runner Up. Uh, clap your hands if you, can, if you believe. Um, mm -hmm. And the vampire episode, Live Free or Twy Hard, mm -hmm. I think was very fun. And could have been we better, three but also episodes. had some cool stuff in it. That was yeah, Brett Matthews. That's basically it. Yeah, but French Mistake... Clap your hands that's and true. oh right yeah well that's um, because he's a good writer. Uh, yeah. We managed it's, to pick yeah. out the three Bedlam uh -huh. episodes. It's true. It's because he's a good writer. Um, yeah. So until next time, which one of us is becoming the new god? Oh man. Dibs. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Emma is now the primary host of this podcast, and we are we are their mere like worshiping psychophants. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> Emma, uh, you have to start we'll the intro fun. next time. This is immediately going to, to my head, episodes. just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to make all the TikToks. You have to edit the episodes. Um, yeah, heavy is the head warnings. that wears the crown. Yeah, exactly. Heavy is the head. All right. Good night, everybody. Oh, my God. That reminds oh, okay. me. Why? Have you seen Castiel's Big Naturals? What? <laughs> Fuck, now I have to find oh, them. Okay, okay, we can end the episode while I find no, them. No, I need to know. We need this on air now. Okay. Well, Emma, you can go to bed. Have you seen Castiel's Big Naturals? Have I? What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, probably. About? What the fuck are you talking about? Hold on. I'm just going to put Castiel's Big Naturals into Google Images. <laughs> excellent, excellent. First first one. All right. Okay. Um, so you've heard of Gandalf's Big Naturals. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> Ian, thoughts? Uh, my thought is that I wish I didn't have to link this in the refs.
broadcast is The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an attribution share alike 3.0 international license. Find a link in the episode description.